This is I'll Add It to the List with Brian and Cynthia Zalkowski, a podcast in which we go over our opinions of music, media, and everything in between. New intro. I know. I want a new one for the new year. Fuck this it just album. makes me so <laughs> tired. <laughs> right? When it comes in. It does. It, yeah, it's kind of sleepy. Well, because when you guys chitty chat before the, the thing, and I'm a couple cocktails in, I'm just like, all right, night night. A couple cockies. couple cockies. couple cockies. So, welcome to all added to the list. What's up, guys? I don't know why you looked at me. <laughs> I'm always looking at you. <laughs> So we have uh-huh. another we have another guest uh, to here here today, and it's Sky, uh, it's Skyler Skyler Hitchcocks. <laughs> hi, hi. Oh man, how's it going, buddy? Uh, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good. Good, doing pretty good. Yeah, just uh just uh relaxing, man. Good. Everything treating you good? Yeah, things are things are things are great. How are y'all doing? We're doing fantastic. Speak for yourself. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm I like that. I like that response. That's good. I've got, oh. I've got holy pants and holy socks. I'm doing great. My socks aren't holy, but my pants sure are. <laughs> the Brian only thing like... that's holy is my spirit. Ah, oh, good. <laughs> oh, holy oh, spirit. Okay. Holy spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh we happen to have listened to an album that you had recommended. Oh, you better have. What uh? What did you recommend? I recommended the album, which is just titled EP by Mare, which came out in ooh, 2004 on Hydrahead Records. Hydrahead. Yeah. Hydrahead uh, or Hydrahead like a waterhead, H-Y-D. Yeah. Well, no, like the Hydra, like... um. Like, like a three-headed dragon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, or like the sea. They had the, the little sea hydras too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, Mare, uh, their EP, the only thing they ever released in the entire time they were together. Well, no. No, they, there's one more thing that's that they put out uh, recently. There was, there was a. Wait, are you thinking? Because there's two different bands called Mare. There was a there was like a black metal band called Mare that put out like a thing too. Hmm. But definitely not the black metal band there. No, because um, I could have sworn that they, yeah, they released uh, an unreleased demo twenty or two thousand two. Oh yeah, that that's like the only thing they ever put out. It was re re released by um by Hydrahead. Oh okay. Um, and then the only other thing that they ever released was uh, so there were the five songs that they put out on the EP, and then they had one melvin's cover that was for like a melvin's tribute compilation but then they basically uh at that point broke up but i did hear that recently um the singer slash guitarist and drummer have started playing their shows as a two-piece rather than a three-piece yeah i actually saw a couple um there's a couple youtube videos of them playing as a two-piece Oh shit! I should find those. Um, One was uh, dated in 2015, I believe. So they've been doing this for a bit. Um, as far yeah, as getting I mean, back together, I don't know what goes on in Canada. <laughs> They're a Canadian band, so well. Now with um, when there. you recommended the band, so I, I I had never actually listened to this before, and I'm pretty sure Cynthia has never listened to. No, it. Have you listened? Absolutely not. <laughs> 
Absolutely not, Brian. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I um with doing some research on it, um come to learn that the singer guitarist Tyler Semrick Palmatar Palmatier? Uh I don't know their I don't know their individual band names or anything like that. No. He or, was the original vocalist of the uh the band The End. Oh yeah, yeah. I did know that. Um I I never really was like a big fan of them. Um but uh cult leader, Casey's band, um, is putting out an album with a band called The End. And when he told me that, uh they're doing like a like a oh man, I I, I don't think I can talk about that actually. Uh, um that's all right. It's just for the six people that listen. But to anyway, this not the same. Yeah. Not the, same <laughs> the, the six people that listen are going to be in for some news. You got a special not, secret. Not the same version of the end. No, I the, I think yeah. the band that you're thinking of is actually called End. I think I don't think they're called the End. I think they're just called End. They're like a hardcore supergroup kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the yeah. So yeah, because the end was from Canada. Um, I got an M and their like last album. It was pretty good. It was like, kind of actually more catchy and less of like mathy. Yeah, yeah. They they were definitely like a mathy, like kind of like Dillinger Escape Plan era, like yeah, for a bit. They toned things down on like their last release. It was definitely a little bit more. There was like some like hints of progressive and like some Tool kind of esque stuff, but then they still kept it mathy. What does um, that kind of makes sense? Like going from that band and like where Mare ended up because like. Uh, yeah, they're they're definitely like kind of a proggy band in yeah. a way. So Cynthia asked what mathy. So math rock, math metal, mathcore, it deals in like weird time signatures. Okay, that makes sense. So that's sense. where the math side comes in. So oh, so like polyrhythms, <laughs> like they had in this this album, and like different yep. like sudden time signature changes yeah as you okay. would hear like something would yeah, be in, like, yeah. a weird frame of some kind of five or seven and then it'd be different i was just waiting for you to say another a dumb number seven this this song <laughs> is in seven eleven. nope that doesn't exist this song nope. is in 420 nope <laughs> 420 all day every this song day. was uh, in 69 <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ and it's, and it's 20 minutes because of that exactly <laughs> deal with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um i i looked up some details on it um uh they were from toronto canada uh album came out uh january 1st of uh 2004 uh, yeah 2004 right yeah 2004 yeah i remember i was i was uh it was the first album i ever uh i like gave my mom money to pre-order it for me because uh i was still in high school um and i couldn't buy things on the internet because I didn't have a credit card or anything like that. So I like gave my mom money and it was the only album I've ever pre-ordered in my life. Um, but yeah, that, that <laughs> that's, that's a good, a good memory though. Aww. Cause you know, I mean, pre-ordering things sucks because I mean, I, well, I no, actually the, I've pre-ordered two albums and the other one was uh doubt by King woman mm -hmm. back in like, Such a good album. yes. Fantastic record. So good. So um, you want to get into why uh you why had recommend? Why did you pick it? Yeah, why did you pick it? Well, I, well, I guess we're getting into like if nobody's uh, familiar with Mare, um, they're basically you know Canadian sludge metal band that uses a bit of mathcore, um, elements. Yeah, they, they have like elements of jazz, um, Gregorian yeah. chant, yes. and a lot of like orchestral arrangements with like 
brass and really cool mm-hmm. just i don't know it's a different uh spin on sludge yeah it's like it's very very cinematic oh, and very much so yeah like i, I did um, notice they, they had said that when i guess they were writing this that they were like really inspired by 2001 a space odyssey and jesus christ that makes Star. so much sense oh okay. you can like with the way the album flows is you can hear like that space travel of like mm-hmm. chaos drifting through space and then chaos right yeah just like cold cold space like yeah. everything blacked out yeah um yeah so uh, tell us about uh why you picked it get into your story um so i yeah like like i was saying one of the first albums i pre-ordered or anything like that um and i was already at this point in my life uh so man i must have been 16 i guess um and i was a really really big fan of like isis and like old man gloom arconan Aaron um, turner basically like anything that was on hydrahead records i always had my ears like right toward um and then I remember when they announced this record, I was like, who's this band? I've never heard of this. But like by that point, I was like already all the way in with that label. So uh, I was just listening to anything that they were going to put out. And they put up, um, do you remember when like labels used to just like put up MP3s you could download? Yeah. Way back. Uh, they put up an MP3 of the second track on the album, which uh, I'm bad with song titles. So uh, It's called They Sent You yeah yeah okay so um they put up a like an mp3 for that and i remember listening to it for the first time and like the way this song plays out is really interesting because it's like the first point in the album where like uh you kind of get like oh like this is what these people are about it's kind of crazy too because like especially with hydrahead and with that kind of real uh orchestrated and very theatrical vocal performance at the beginning of the song um, very, yeah, yeah, like, very off-putting if you're not, like, if you're expecting something mathy and heavy and crazy and noisy, like Hydrahead's, like, known for. Um, right, and then, like, and then they put this thing out, and that was, like, what... <laughs> oh, I actually thought that should have been the, the initial track. That's how you lead into the album. Because, however, Bandcamp can't played it for me. They kept playing that second track first, and I was like, "This is such a great start." But then I yeah, was like, it "Has oh, like wrong these order. like two and three part harmonies, right? That, like, oh, they're beautiful. Kind of, like make me think of like the Beach Boys in yeah. a lot of ways." Yeah. Well, not so only remember... that, it's just I don't know. Well, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get into like the songs and stuff, but I want to get into your story with this. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it was. My, my introduction to it was that track and uh i mean the first half of that song is just like orchestral like huge huge like brass moments and like uh crazy like two three part harmonies uh there's so many chord cha- or key changes in that song that it's just like hard to keep up with and then all of a sudden it just gets like heavy and then like the rest of the song is just strange and i had like recently gotten into pelican at that point Mm -hmm. whoa what the fuck just happened like all of a sudden it reminds me of pelican now um so i just remember it like completely taking me off guard um and then uh yeah i finally like got the album in the mail or whatever and uh i just like couldn't stop talking about it to people like any of my friends it was just like hey you have to listen to this and i remember like burning 
remember burning CDs? What a weird thing. For like friends. Yeah, yeah. And yes. I remember like burning multiple copies of that album to like give to my friends just because I was like, yo, like this is something new. Like this is something very new that like none of us have heard yet. Yeah, I used um, to do the same. It looks like something catches you and you're just like, everybody I know has to listen to this. And they yeah, just yeah. like fucking like, chuck the CD away. And you're like, damn it, man. I spent like 30 bucks on that like 100 pack of CDRs. Yeah. And I mean, like, I mean, I would still do that if uh, I ever like had a computer that could burn CDs again. Because uh, that's like an antiquity at this point. Um but yeah, so I just got like really, really into that album. And then uh, I actually got to see them live uh, that same year because they played with uh, Casey in Sympathy Pain's old band. Um, and they played at like, uh, it's this place in Salt Lake called, man, I don't even know if it even is there anymore. Um, this place called Moe's Bar and Grill. And um so yeah, it was like a restaurant that like families would like eat at. And uh, the only other events that I'd ever heard of them doing were like stand-up comedy nights. And then they just had this like sludge metal show. <laughs> and it was just kind of like really a weird thing. Um, but I remember like talking with uh, one of the members of the of Mayor, I think it was the drummer. Um, and we ended up talking a bunch about like uh, the Kinsella brothers, uh, like, Mike, Mike and Tim Kinsella from like Joan of Arc, Owls, Owen, American Football, like mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Um, and I was just kind of like, oh, like that, uh, like I get, like I see that influence in there. And I'm just like, cool, yeah, this is like, I mean, they're like a sludge metal band, but like nowhere near typical or anything like that. No. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was just kind of like what got me really interested in the band initially. And, um, Ever since then, I've pretty much counted them as like top five influence on the type of music I make. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Um, Casey also in Sympathy Pain, huge Mare fan as well. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just thought that it was uh, an exciting album, especially since they only ever put out that one five song EP and like a Melvin's cover and then disappeared. So it's like, there's kind of like this mystery and legend to it, to me, in a way. It's kind of cool that you kind of, like, were there in real time, though, when it came out. And you got to yeah, experience, yeah. I mean, like, maybe, this kind maybe of... Maybe that has something to do with it as well. Because <laughs> I, had, I had never heard of them. Um, you know, I listened to a lot of Hydrahead stuff. But, like, going back in the back catalog, I'm not, like, apt to, like, pick things out, you know. And especially because a lot of Hydrahead stuff has, like, similar... <laughs> album covers where there's like it's like a very abstract uh oh man that's one of my favorite album covers of all time too the... which um because i saw two different album covers you have the one that's like uh more monochrome with the two colors and then there's the other one that's got like kind of more of a city-esque uh um, yeah so the, the one with uh the one that's not monochrome <laughs> the original cover and okay. then more monochromatic uh or i mean duo chromatic i guess um yeah like, it's like blue it's like a uh, blue, and, blue white. and white yeah 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 that's the repress that they did um maybe like five or six years ago or something like that okay um, but yeah uh i know i do know for a fact that aaron from uh isis did design that album cover the original at least yeah i i believe he he does majority of the hydrahead um covers as far as having at least 
it's nice when you're part of a label that has that um, that hand that can be able to help out with certain things and to give you yeah, an I think identity it's cool because it's like a it, it brings like a cohesive uh, a, a cohesive thing to the label where it's not just like not just a label it's like part of the art you know like yeah it makes sort of, like all the bands kind of feel like a home you know you look at something and you're like a lot of times visually like looking at that mare cover um the original one you kind of look at it and you're like okay i can sort of see like where this sort of looks like celestial from isis you know there's that like that little bit, yeah yeah that definitely. little bit of hint of like the tower and you know it's just you know so cohesive with everything you know that that really wasn't that really wasn't one Hydrahead, but it was still Aaron. One thing that I thought was interesting on the cover for the Mare record is uh, under under the name Mare, you can see the actual like serial number for the album. Oh yeah, it has like the HH six six six, which is like Hydrahead's like serial numbering thing, and then like so I, I just always thought that was like an interesting way to incorporate that. Yeah, that was that was kind of cool to do back then too, like to put like the labels, label numbers, and everything. And yeah, it, yeah. you do see that sort of coming back a bit. Um, you know, it seemed like in the the mid two thousand ten or two thousand ten onward, it's or even a little earlier than that. Like people kind of got away from you know full discography of labels, and it seemed like you know def- definitely with Flenser, kind of just creating such good music. It's like you know I can go back and listen to a full labels roster and not be, you know, maybe like cherry pick a couple bands that I don't really like, but majority of the stuff on the label I love. And that's what I Oh I'm- yeah, I mean like that's one of my favorite things about Flenser is uh it kind of like it reminds me of how excited I used to get with Hydrahead, like mm-hmm. in a way that like, oh, they have a new thing coming out and I've never heard of this band. Of course I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I and- was like that with Ferret. Like Ferret always yeah, yeah. Just was like whatever they had coming out, the vi- the the artwork always took you, and it was like I don't know what the fuck this sounds like, but I'm buying it. Yeah, that's definitely how I feel about like Flenser and like a lot of stuff on Sacred Bones is really cool to me. Yeah, and, uh, oh, they, they they like to put like a really classy touch to everything, you know. Oh yeah, and like the way the way that all the all the records kind of have that uh that similar like art layout with like. Uh, with like the song listing on the front cover and like the logos and everything and like yeah everything feels very cohesive and it's like a very very well curated label yeah it just shows you the quality you know it just shows you how much they care and how much yeah, image yeah. they hold but yeah and it's it's the artwork definitely added to it i think with listening to it I think they could have did a little because I'm definitely getting that space feel like flying through like especially I don't know Cynthia's never seen 2001 oh man Cynthia <laughs> no I have not it's so good Dude, I don't I think the only Kubrick film, films you like are Eyes Wide Shut and um, The Shining because she yeah she didn't really like Clockwork Orange oh no that made me feel very uncomfortable and I don't think you were into <laughs> Clockwork's fine I mean like I'm not I'm not like way hyped on it but like the shining really big uh like i'm a huge fan of the shining Um, yeah i think she would like 2001 it's a fucking i know i would crazy jerk well i brought it up to watch it and you're like no i don't feel like watching that i've said it like twice yeah but you got you got to be in the right mindset for that movie right oh yeah it's it's a very ambient movie 
it's a really yeah super heady movie like uh like you you go somewhere inward when you're watching it for sure well i don't want to go too far there <laughs> <laughs> no no i mean like no you should watch it it's great i mean it's my it's my second favorite Kubrick movie like after the shining so you should oh man get- i go and get my nails done and on my ipad i would watch the shining during that <laughs> such a good movie so people would leave me alone <laughs> i remember uh when my band when i was 16 i used to play in this like really shitty disco punk band um <laughs> when i was in high school it was just like kind of like liars worship um, oh fuck yeah but we played a halloween show at a retirement center that like somebody had rented out and uh i like one of, one of my early memories of seeing the shining is watching that backstage while all the other bands played on the bass player in our band's laptop because we just like were not having a good time oh <laughs> i mean like playing in a retirement home it's just a bad idea in general it's but, kind like, of like a bum ad idea you know like i don't think so my high school choir <laughs> would go into nursing homes and i would play handbells in nursing homes and then in college my um i didn't play handbells by myself it was a whole choir and then my freshman year of college my grandparents would take me into like sing to older people <laughs> i mean that sounds all right i, I, just I mean they were church songs and they kind of sucked yeah now, this is like back a completely different <laughs> this is a very different like a dance punk band is like no they love hearing about well, the Lord. for a retirement home what if you had handbells in your dance punk band then it would That'd be okay. pretty awesome. We probably wouldn't have been as shitty if we did. So that would that's not a bad idea. They would probably classify it as like a ska band at that point. Like what no. Oh god, don't <laughs> I, I don't ever want to be associated with ska. <laughs> Even ever. though you don't have brass instruments in this band, we're just gonna go ahead and either say you're a Christmas band or you're a ska <laughs> <Christmas> band. <laughs> oh my god, Mare has brass music. Does that make them ska? Oh fuck! I didn't even realize it. No, the yeah, time signatures. Bri- no, because they're not in four no. four. If, if it was four four, then yeah, I'd say they were ska. With like those big brass swells, like oh man, they're ska. No, so- they just have like no. some orchestral, like. Barut has horns in it. Are they ska? Nope. I'm still gonna refer to Beirut as ska, no matter what the. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey Skyler, what's uh, what's your favorite ska band? I don't know, man. Uh, I think uh, I think Mare is my favorite ska band. <laughs> yeah, anything with brass, I'm just gonna refer to as ska. Especially now. like if someone like was like, "Oh shit, I gotta check that out," and they're like, you know, I fucking love Real Big Fish, and then they put like the EP on for Mare, and like the first song is like this fucking brutal track, like the heaviest track, like you know, not the heaviest track, but like the more chaotic one of the heavier tracks on the record yeah and it's just like the fuck (laughs) what's going on i don't know if you've ever listened to a have you ever listened to the band from here called portal to the goddamn blood dimension i have okay yeah those people are like very 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 close friends of mine um but they do have like players in the band that play like flugelhorn and like brass stuff are you gonna start saying they're ska now so from now on, I'm going to talk to my friends Scott and Clark, who are like two of the people in that, and I'm just going to be like, you guys are my favorite ska band. <laughs> You're the only ska band I've ever cared about. I'm sure Scott would love that. <laughs> oh, I mean, Scott would definitely love it. I love that boy. He's the best. <laughs> 
So let's get let's get into our favorite ska band, uh, Umer. <laughs> yeah, 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 my, my favorite. second favorite ska band. <laughs> Portal of the Goddamn Blood Dimension gets gets number one. Yeah, absolutely. Mare takes two. I'm into it. Yeah, we, we've mm. already lost everybody because everybody's like, "Fuck you!" Know, no, our audience has uh, grown accustomed to this chitter chatter. Uh, if you're looking to real uh, a deep dive the entire time, wrong podcast, my friends. Yeah, we're friends. No, this is why I wanted to do it because, like, this is why I was down to like do this podcast was because I was like, oh, it's just gonna be like talking with homies, like yeah, chats. And it's it's nice to get everybody together to talk, and then you know maybe down the road we do like some crazy like six eight people chat. I mean, it'd be fucking hell. No people talking over each other. Oh, can you imagine? I'll never say anything. And be like, God damn it, shut the hell up! (laughs) Like you didn't have the conch shell, you can't talk. (laughs) But you can't pass it through Zoom. Oh, I guess everybody's gonna have to see my face and see me. (laughs) I will because. The, I want to start doing video, but like me and Cynthia have to get things set up into the point where it's like it's it would be looking at the side of my face because the way we look at each other. Right. And oh, I have right, to wear right. a bra. And, and she would have to wear a bra, and then I would have to wear a bra, and then at that point, then we're all. I don't would think either of you ever have to wear a bra. Everyone would just have to wear a bra. I mean, it'd be cool. Don't bow dress. down to convention. Nah, cross dress okay. is fun. No, I just. If I'm not, we're a members only page now for video content. Let's start doing nude. I'll add it to the list. (laughs) Oh, no, we could do. I'll add it. It's basically just like chatting, but people are naked. We could do. I'll add it to the chest where people recommend you to put certain clothes on. Oh, I'm actually into that. Like, I'm your wife. Uh, Like, hey, put on a Spider-Man costume. I'll add it to the chest. It's the chest. (laughs) And it's just a Spider-Man costume, but cut off like right above the belly. But the t- whole That's top stare. So it's like. So it's look- actually just like an eight year old's costume? Yeah. It's an eight year old costume and you cut it off at the crotch. And then when you put it on, it's basically full body from uh, belly up. And then you just like Winnie the Pooh it the whole time. Just like no pants, no <laughs> yeah. underwear. Just like Spider Man from the top up. Yeah. yeah that sounds great. But it's like Mean Girls where Shoot. like the nipples are cut out. Shooting webs we out of your our- vagina. Oh my God. <laughs> That sounds like a that sounds like a medical condition. I guess technically that would be more of a slug. You'd be like slug man. Slug woman. Say some real gross things. It's depending on uh, what diet I'm on. <laughs> man, you can say whatever you want. It's didn't your we, I can't remember. Did we talk about keto crotch last episode? Yeah, I think so. We can't use it multiple times. So if anybody listened, I think to the PJ Harvey episode. Which, oh uh, yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty hammered on that episode. I think we did talk about that. So yeah, keto crotch. If not, let us know and got. we'll talk about that next time. Yeah, I'll add it to the list of jokes. <laughs> gross. 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 You know, it wasn't gross. It was this album? Well, I mean, it's pretty gross. In yeah. like a cool way. I'd say the grossest thing. I um the the gross uh, bass pedal was kind of uh, a little clicky oh wait uh so there's a part on the album where there's like a like a bass hit going but it's definitely not like a real bass drum it's like an 808 that's just going like which i'm like pretty into yeah i think the grossest thing on this album is just like the singer's vocals because like his range is insane to me. Like his screaming vocals are crazy abrasive. 
Well, like the screaming goes from like extremely high pitched like shrieking into like almost like growling, and then on the next song he's just doing like choir vocals. Yeah, and like really Damn, fucking dude. good singing vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like holy shit, dude! Like, how do you do all of that? Magic. No, it sounds like he has studio had some training. He probably has had some yeah. training. Because honestly, you don't sing in a straight tone like that without any kind of training. Because I believe he was really a theater nice. kid too. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounded his straight tone was actually really lovely. That was the parts I did like in this album. Because it's not easy to sing like that. I'm really glad that like this is the album that I chose too because like it's such a non-commitment to actually like listen to it a handful of times and really take it in because it's only like 25 minutes. Yeah, but the yeah. the issue for me I had this week was so I do have to be in the right mind space for things at yeah. times and I really did have a hard time getting into it this week because it was kind of like I was really digging the clean vocals and like the really cool spacey uh, trumpets and like French horn and all the brass that was behind everything. And I was like really trying to get into the screamy stuff. And it was like, man, I'm just like right, not there right now. Right. Um, no, no, I totally get that. But it's like, it started to click a little bit. Like, it's just like, I started to get into the mode and then I kind of weaved out and then I came back in and it was, it was like putting it on, putting myself in a um, uncomfortable mode of like just forcing myself into it and then putting it on when I'm in the mood. So I had like two different listens more or less. Right. What would you say your, uh, your favorite track was? My absolute favorite track, I would say for the cohesiveness of everything was uh, sun for miles, because to me, the, the album itself plays like a, um, like a short film. Um, and it, yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely. With knowing the inspiration with like 2001 A Space Odyssey, I felt like that last track was like the fucking black hole of going or like, you know, maybe even flying just straight into the sun where there's just a moment before you hit the sun where like the song starts off at, you know, with just... Where it's like complete bliss, just like... Yeah, complete bliss, relaxed, and as he's just relaxed or the band's playing and everything's going and this whole relaxed state goes in and as basically they're just pummeling into the sun getting just they're just gonna get incinerated that that fucking ending hits and it's just like i don't know it oh and it just like it's clobbering yeah it just like ashes over your head (laughs) that was my favorite song i did really like they sent you and um just because that was like my first little taste of the whole um like kind of Gregorian chant that was going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. When they like kind of start to bring in like, uh, cause the Anaset, the first song is like, uh, kind of for the most part, like a little more straightforward than you would imagine. Yeah. I felt it was pretty generic Hydra head. Um, you know, it was yeah, kind of like, yeah. okay, I can see this. But as soon as I heard that second track, I was like, this is why he picked it. Like that's yeah. why, and I, that that was also the point where it was like, okay, Cynthia might really actually enjoy parts of this because, like, when you had recommended the album, I kind of did like the little like first ten seconds of each song just to see where it was going, 
And as soon as you click on that second song, those vocals kick in. And I was yeah. like, okay, there's something for Cynthia here. Because <laughs> if it was all cool. like the first song, she uh, would just be like, um, I give it a five out of 100 just because. No, I and I mean, that's what <laughs> I think is so important about the album is just uh, the territory that they mine and like how creatively they did it and only ever put out one thing. It's just so strange to me. Yeah. What, what about you, Cynthia? What do you say, like your favorite track? Or... Um, so I did like the a lot of the singing, like the straight tone, the real singing. <laughs> um, because it's like a combined Baroque uh, period music with more modern, with their chord progressions and with the horns and the different transitions. Um, so it, was, it to me, that was like the best parts of it. Um, a lot of the playing and screaming was so overwhelming I couldn't like listen to it sometimes because it would just make me super upset. Um, but that's the power of music. Like upset in like like fuck this kind of way. Or like, like no, I'm gonna have an anxiety attack. I cannot listen yeah. to this. So okay, there's, yeah, there's like, I totally understand that. Yeah, we we both are very emotional with music, and Cynthia, um, a lot of the heavier stuff, um, will give her more of like a depressed anxiety. Then I'll like, just kind of get stuck in for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But oh, no, I, did I totally understand my three, that. My three listens. And also, I felt like a lot of those heavier parts, they could have had better transitions between... It wasn't like, oh, turn the light on, now you're fucked, listening to all this crazy stuff, you know? I feel like they could have had a better build or different chord progressions between to connect um, and have a more fluidity throughout the album. That was a big thing for me, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can totally see that. Yeah. Uh, for such a, like a strange album, uh, like I feel like I, I mean, from my perspective, I guess it seems like having it be non-fluid is almost part of a point from them, right? It's like throw you completely off in so many sections. Like, um, there's that point in uh, I think it's the fourth track where like everything just builds up and like it's super noisy and then there's just like one clean strum of a guitar chord yeah it's it noisy like a pleasant over again strum. it's like a almost alarming yeah. right well, no, like a dissonant a really dissonant it's strum very dissonant which is like oh my god what's <clears throat> going on next <laughs> yeah 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 just like very strange and like every everything on this album just feels like super out of left field every time they do it and i totally understand why people like might not be able to hang with that because it's just like yeah like they were definitely like pushing the envelope with a lot of those ideas so i totally understand where you're coming from with that and a lot of times when you do push that envelope as far as doing not just different things but things that maybe are unsettling to certain people in the sense that it's not um you know especially with a lot of like math core or like math rock is you really have to digest it you really kind of break it apart before you can really even grasp it you know it's not like something oh like, yeah definitely like, you don't just put like math stuff on like dillinger and it like uh, immediately absorb it you know sometimes you got to like dissect it and really piece it apart and then like okay cool but i think getting into this album as like a like i said before like a piece of like move like movie like, right it definitely you know those feelings where it was more of like a soundtrack of uh, a piece that you move through rather than yeah. oh this song is awesome this song isn't great 
Yeah, it's one of those albums that you can't really just like pick a song to one at a time or anything. It's more of like a, it has to be like a cohesive thing that you listen to all the way through to really digest and like understand exactly what was trying to be presented, I guess. Yeah, and I think if the, you, the only track that I would say you could skip would be the first track, Anaset. I say yeah. if you skip that one, I'd say the album in a whole, I mean, four songs, you're probably looking at at that point like 17 to 18 minutes. Yeah, yeah, something but like that. But I think it flows much better if they yeah. took that first track and either instead of it being a full track, maybe even pieced it apart as like a reoccurring theme throughout the album or had it in the center or, you know, the beginning right. of like the ending track or something like that. You know, having it I think that, that first track was just in a weird spot that like when my first listen sometimes, you know, that first track sets the pace for the album. And immediately yeah, for yeah. me it was like this is just kind of a generic Hydrahead record, you know, and all these years have gone kind of gone by and it's like I kind of know what to expect. And you know, if it wasn't for maybe doing this podcast, maybe I wouldn't even have checked out that second track. Um, right, right. And that's what blew I'm me. I'm really the glad you did, though. I'm, I'm really glad that both of you did that. Oh, uh, like, we well, had I to. to. I don't have an option. <laughs> well, I mean, like, even if, like, even if you don't like it, I just, I feel like this is, like, kind of one of those albums that, like, a lot of people should actually, like, at least give a chance just to see what it's all about. Oh, because I, I, I absolutely it's agree. something really interesting. I'm I'm really really happy that you had recommended this because with it kind of sliding under the radar for me, um, there's a lot of really fucking cool ideas like with the brass instruments. Right. It really kind of reminded me of a post rock band, um, Shells, that does a lot of stuff with trumpets and horns. You know that just it adds this huge background layer to just something that's so generic. And in- I'm a huge fan of brass too. Um, I I, really we need more French horn up. in fucking music. Well, remember I wanted to put like whole brass sections on our new Sympathy Pan record, but we just like didn't have the time to get people together to do it. Mm. Um, mm. But like that was like a big thing me and Casey wanted to do was like, oh man, we should have horns on like this section and this section. It's because like I don't know, it's like a it's like a really weird triumphant sound. Yeah, and there's no other way to get it like. I mean, you can do like MIDI horns or whatever, but it's never going to sound quite as real shit. Natural horns. And that's like something I really loved about like the um, ichthyologist from like Giant Squid is they really went kind of overboard with like oddball instruments here and there. Like there was like French horn on a track and tuba and like banjo. It was like those weird things that you don't really hear in a lot of like sludgy post rock that's. Like fucking French horn, like serious. It works. Yeah, it really works. Like, uh, what's that one band? Uh, Panopticon. Yeah. Uh, that like black metal project, but like there's a ton of like weird like Americana like Appalachian yeah like stuff like banjo and stuff like that, and it's just like th- there there's like so much room for that kind of experimentation, and it's just it's more exciting when you hear it because like you don't hear it very often. Yeah. What was, what was your... Oh. <laughs> well, I don't let y'all keep going. But no, I feel like anytime you hear the horn, you either think of like something positive or something transformative. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear it in different pieces, whatever genre it is, like in that Fleet Foxes album, we did Crack Up. 
the last track had some horns and it was like this um show of like transformation throughout the album also like gershwin rhapsody and blue those horns kind of like you are changed when this comes in even with like the start of the oboe in the beginning but whatever there's horns that kind of give this like hope or transformation this change coming across what if that was maybe why they put like they did that though maybe like they put that first song in there because that might have been like this, like the original like of them and that was them basically kind of like hey like this is how we're we are as a band and it's us changing from because they were a, a previous band i can't remember the name of it but they had put out i guess they formed in like 99 Right. Under a different name. And oh, wait, were... which band was the previous band? Bleak Boxes? No, Mare. Oh, no, Mare. Oh, Mare, Mare. <laughs> yeah, I Sorry, saw... I talking about Fleet Boxes, and I, I was like, oh, I don't know anything <laughs> about this band, so please explain. No. <laughs> oh, Fleet Boxes, I mean, go listen to a sh- couple, a couple episodes back. <laughs> we, no, um... the only reason I don't know anything about Fleet Foxes is because uh, I worked at Whole Foods for a long time, and they would play, like, one certain song by Fleet Foxes. Oh, and that gets super, yeah. And I it, get it just, like, bored its way into my head. <laughs> <laughs> and I just hate it so much, so I've never checked them out. I'm sure they're great. Um, I mean, And I'm, I'm, different strokes for different folks, different yeah. people, like, different things, and that's okay. I mean, you don't get, like, that huge of a you don't become that huge of a band without actually being like good at something so yeah and then they are extreme extremely talented guys yeah yeah like i said even if it's not for me like i totally respect and uh, understand that like yeah they're probably a great band and actually you know who's playing bass for fleet foxes right now who uh morgan from the blood brothers oh really yeah oh shit really yeah he's either playing bass or he's playing keys but I, oh, when I, when, wild. I, that was like kind of like why we're a little bit like we're kind of doing a little bit of a format change because like when we did the Fleet Foxes um, episode, um, there was a lot of stuff that we didn't really get into, like with like the recording of the album and things like that, and the band members. And it was one of the things that I had saw and it was like, oh, fuck, like that's pretty crazy that he is doing stuff with Fleet Foxes. Like, that's awesome. They're also nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. A best album. Which doesn't mean shit. I know, but it makes me feel good, like a band I I actually like really like. <laughs> but I mean, good for them, you know? Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. That's, I mean, that's like a, that's, that's awesome. Man. Like yeah. like I said, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're really good at what they do, and like, good for them because like, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it's great, and I think that like gatekeeping and like talking shit on bands just because they're like a big deal is stupid as fuck. Um, yeah, unless you deserve it, like you know, Five right. Finger Death Punch. Oh, or like, yeah, yeah. Fuck my feet, Death Punch. Uh, fuck Marilyn Manson at this point, you know. Like yeah, uh, yeah you deserve it. You I deserve still, it. I still like his music, but yeah, no, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, he's a bastard. Um, and it sucks because I had only like barely gotten into his music right, like right before I found out he was a bastard. Uh, see, I, I, like, I knew the hits or whatever, and like me and my old roommate, uh, this girl I lived with and I used to listen to Marilyn Manson once a week while we would cook dinner together. Um, and it was just like a ritual of ours. Um, so I I knew like some of his songs, but yeah, I, I had like recently like been like, man, Mechanical Animals is a fucking sick album. It's and a fuck it's a fucking good rock album. We did. Yeah, and I mean like the song Coma song. White good? is so good. <laughs> but like but yeah, then uh, the news came out that he's just like a complete piece of shit, and yeah. it was just 
Uh, of course, makes sense. Yeah, he's he's an absolute piece of shit. But I I've been a huge fan for so so fucking long, and it's so hard to just erase so many memories that you have to music. So you gotta. For me, with certain, oh, yeah. I, for I me, get that for sure. For me, with certain people, like, yeah, he's an absolute piece of shit. But I, can't, I have a hard time separating, you know, things out. And it's like I still really fucking like the music. Like, judge people me on it. it about Trump. I mean, that's what I feel about. A little... <laughs> Man, are you relating? You, <laughs> are you, are you comparing me to a fucking conservative? If the shoe fits, brother. God damn it. <laughs> Ouch. Man. Hold as the ice. No, fuck Trump. No, I mean, like, that's kind of how I felt, like, uh, about, like, swans, too. Because, like, I... Oh, yeah. Fuck them, too. Really like swans. Um, And, like, The Great Annihilator. My friend showed me that in high school, and I was just, whoa, like, this band fucking rips. And got, like... And then Michael Gira is a fucking... For a long time. And prick then asshole. Out, Michael Gira is, like, a total fucking prick. Yeah. Uh, which sucks. Um, And, like, yeah, it just, like... I'm not saying that, like, nobody should listen to those bands or whatever. I'm just saying, like, for myself, it's, like, difficult for me to separate it. So I'm just, like, eh, like, eh, I can, I can live without. Just because, like... Hearing Michael Gira be like, I'm so sad, and life is terrible, and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, well, it sounds like you're making your life terrible on your own. Like, yep. fuck off, dude. Yeah, and the, the best thing to do is, like, if you do, like, because I do still listen to Swans, but you can, you know, listen on Spotify, because they're not going to make any fucking money off of that. Oh, yeah, same. I mean, like, So yeah, it's I like, listen, listen to, Swans, to them, so. and just don't fucking buy anything from them, you know. If you, if just you like, don't want to uh, support like, them, you don't have to support them. There are just points where it's like, oh, like the lyrics, you're you're so sad because like everything is so bad, and it's just like you're the one making your life shitty. Like, dude, come on, like, yeah. What does um, Swans do? Hmm? Do they like uh, do something? Sexual assault. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed in you. Once I found out what R. Kelly did to women, I stopped listening to him. I'm even like. I believe I can fly. That song comes at the salon. I'm there's like, a di- skip this. But there's a difference that you. What get. about ignition though? Because oh, like, I took that off my like favorite songs. How could I you stop not. listening to ignition? That, that's one of her song. favorite Dang. fucking. I love that song. Yeah. But she, I there's many like road about... trips we've had, and she's like, "Go oh, fucking ignition, yeah, <laughs> this is my jam." I fucking love ignition. <laughs> I used like, to, uh, and then I watched that documentary on Netflix about R. Kelly, and I was like, "I cannot, I cannot." Yeah, he's a he's a fucking he's a piece of shit. And the best thing you can do is just not sure. support him. But right, you can't knock sometimes. I mean, separating them from being a musician and the person, you know, there's fucking good songs. You can't deny it. Just yeah, I mean, don't that's, fucking that's support. That's how it goes. Yeah. Wait, uh, can we take a break really quick? Because I have to pee super bad. Yeah, I knew this was gonna come. Pee party. All right, so we're gonna announce a pee party. So everybody, go take a pee break. Everybody go take a pee. Unless you're in your car. Smoke some of a cigarette. Yeah. Don't do that in your car. Make a drink if you drink. If you don't drink, make a nice lemonade. Or stay and in your if, car. If you are in your car, piss your pants. Piss your pants. No, don't do that. <laughs> All right, All space right. bar. All right, pee break is over. Pee break was uh, fantastic. Okay. How was pee break for y'all? I didn't need to pee. I 
I peed and, and made another drink. I have an adult bladder. I'm just playing. <laughs> My buddy Tyler. I have a geriatric left. bladder, so. Oh, I do too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, no, I um, my second pint glass of uh, gin and tonic. Yeah, I'm still just doing. Uh, currently, I'm drinking a lime lemongrass seltzer. Oh, so good. Pretty damn good. Uh, nice ice cold with some ice. I had to like stop drinking like beer, beer, just because like this feels gross and like heavy in my stomach. Yep. I moved from eggnog to beer, and I'm really hating that transition. Oh, but technically beer... Oh, would... that sounds like a gnarly transition. Yeah, that doesn't sound... Great. I don't even, like, beer, going from eggnog to beer, that's kind of even, like, you're just lightening it up. Right. <laughs> but it's still heavy as fuck. Right. My tummy does not feel great. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna get... Well, I know, hold on, because eggnog... So, liquor before beer, you're in the clear... But does so that count egg. for eggnog? Yeah, it's alcoholic. <laughs> it was a milk Wait, product. Wait, nog before beer. Oh. Uh, there's got to be a good one for this. Uh, Are beer we recording this? This is pretty funny. Yeah. Never feel a slog. Nog before beer. Get out your clogs. <laughs> nope, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> at um what was it lowe's this girl like tried to stop me because she was like oh you got the dragon fruit red bull and i honestly thought the green can was going to be green apple but i'm like whatever girl that sounds dope too and she was telling me to mix it with some pinnacle and sprite and then i was like "Ooh, pinnacle no Wait, i also pinnacle, pinnacle it's, vodka it's a type of vodka why do people like, like the hardware store have to think that they have to have a conversation about the energy drink that you had to get anything to you no but like i just look friendly i guess sometimes can't people just shut up <laughs> like, <laughs> like, leave me alone I'm right i was like i'm just, I just let, off. let me buy my snow steaks and let me get the fuck out of here right if they saw how i was driving the cart they would have been like get this bitch out of here <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're sounding pretty like fucking a, tired right now. I am very tired. <laughs> oh no, I, I'll try not to keep y'all much longer. No, it's okay. We're good. Oh no, Brian knows. I'll just get real quiet and go night nights and then say night night at the end. Yeah, and if anything, she can sleep in a little bit tomorrow. Oh no, you're off tomorrow. Right, it's my day off. I yeah, can I've, do whatever I've got I want. a crazy day tomorrow. Like I've got two house cleanings. I got a dryer. I have to replace a heating element in. And oh I yeah, because you have like clean. a like a, like like five businesses that you run basically, right? Well, <laughs> I run one business. I have my property, um, like maintenance business that I run. But then, like on top of that, I have like all my like hobby businesses, I guess, like the record label and the band stuff and uh, the art with oak cedar so and like photography and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bunch of other stuff. But honestly, like the other stuff's just hobbies things because like i don't make any money off of it i basically as long as i break even i'm pretty happy you know i don't i don't want to make money because then i have to worry about all the tax shit and i'd rather you know right try to help out artists as best as possible so it's like you know i'll pay for shit and i'll basically just reimburse myself for what i paid and if it breaks even cool good to go wait didn't you uh didn't you do some photography for like a like black wing Mm -hmm. yeah i did the i did the promo um photos for the um for the no moon uh release 
Yeah, that rules. Um, one of my friends that I actually hung out with the other night, he did uh, some of the art for that record. Oh, uh, Steven? Uh, no, Christian. Oh, Christian? Okay, no, uh, Steve, yeah. Steven did the, um, he did the, or they did the uh, logo. Oh, okay, yeah, like the, just like the written out Blackwing logo. Yeah. Um, so my friend Christian, he lives in Provo, a uh, Mormon place that I was saying that I had played at the other night. Um, he did some of the art for uh, the insert, and he recently did uh, like a shirt design for Paul Bearer. Um, and like, yeah, uh, his stuff is like, yeah, his stuff is great. Oh, um, shit. Let me check it out. Yeah, no, no Moon was definitely, so that came out. Was that at the end of, yeah, that was the end of 2020 because I came oh, out man, in I don't December. even know what time is. That anymore. was my absolute favorite album that came out last year. Um, oh man, that that one yeah. song, uh, Jesus Christ, something, something. Yeah. Yeah, it's so sad. It's so fucking sad. That whole album. Is this real life? Well, that song is so depressing. Is it real life? But he has a good voice too. Yeah, it, it, meeting him, it was absolutely. Him and his family. Yeah, they're his, so sweet. him and his family. Because um, when we went to do the shoot, um, we met with Dan and his uh, his wife and and two kids down in um, Connecticut, and uh, we went to some little uh, trail system down there, a beautiful like little river, and it was like early. I guess it was mid fall, so it was a lot of like yellow leaves out. Um, so it was really beautiful. So it was setting everything up um, and meeting them guys. It was, it was pretty like, just kind of in awe. And Cynthia didn't really know who he was, and I was oh, like, right, right. "Yeah, it's like Dan from Have a Nice Life." And she was like, "Oh, really? Oh, like, he's such a nice person." <laughs> <laughs> she she didn't even know he was part of Have a Nice Life, and she she was like, "Oh, fuck, well." Like I guess you would have probably been all like a stuttery Cynthia mess of. I mean, I wasn't physically crushing on him, but I was <laughs> spiritually. <laughs> right. When somebody's that, like that talented, you're just like, oh. Or when you hear them like that vulnerable in their music, you're like, oh, I felt your heart. Thank you for sharing that with me. Like that's so that's so amazing and just open of you to do that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, I feel like I would probably feel the same way if I met, like, either of the dudes from Have a Nice Life, because, like, I'm a huge fan, so I would probably just be like, man, like, thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging and, like, in the sphere. There's such a, like, legendary group in the sense of, like, what they've done, and to just know how humble at least Dan was, it was just, like, you know, just absolutely, like, phenomenal. Mm Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, that I rules that thing. you were able to like, and I, uh, I, I really did like set that up. Yeah, and like, I really didn't want to listen to the album too much like beforehand because he had sent me um, basically all the music, and I was like, I feel bad like listening to this before. Like, I just did like one run through just to get an idea visually for like what we kind of wanted with the photos. I didn't want to like fully envelop myself in it yet because I was like, I want to fully envelop myself while everyone else is fully enveloped in it. Yeah, because yeah, it's that I whole collective mind, that whole like hive mind thinking. Where like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times when something comes out, that it gets to be more emotional when everybody's releasing that emotional energy out into the universe. In a sense, 
Yeah. Because... Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of theories about like you know like collective consciousness or whatever like that. And, yeah. Like, uh, there's a lot to be said about that, and like, I don't know how much I entirely like feel that that's a thing, but like, it does feel like that is somewhat of a thing. Like, when everybody's feeling it all at once, like there's some sort of uh connection yeah i think it's good to be a skeptic and also good to just kind of be open to certain things too like don't fully commit yourself to it you know but also yeah yeah like you know in the sense of like just have some doubt but also have some acceptance you know just be kind of open to whatever happens you know i don't know what happens when i were talking about earlier like uh just like let people be you know let people enjoy things let people like live their lives and like don't be a prick about it yeah but if if anybody hasn't listened to that album go and listen to it yeah blackwing no moon um go listen to it man what a fucking i mean i know this isn't the chit chat about that one later that's well that's definitely going to be one of my recommendations down the road i'm actually hoping somebody recommends it because you know it's i mean it's it hit at the right point and I don't want to get into that more in depth than, than we're getting right, into this. So not, we'll leave yeah. we'll leave that to, to where it needs to be. But if you haven't listened to it, Let's like it. it's 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 very good. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of like uh like there was another album that I was thinking about recommending on like this to talk about and like there's so many that like went through my head, but like this one was the one that I was like, No, like I, I actually like really think people need to hear about this. But yeah. like yeah, some of the other ones were like I don't know, like kind of clunky emo albums from like the nineties and stuff. Like that. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm super happy that you recommended this one. Um, it really, I guess it filled a spot in between certain time frames in my life where I was into the big, like post rock math core stuff. And then I kind of got into the more absurd, like avant garde, you know, just weird things here and there. Um, especially yeah, yeah. like I got into Liars, maybe. Oh man, Liars uh, is one of my favorite bands of all time. I got into them late. I got into them when Mess came out, and I heard Mess. Oh yeah, you, that's like their worst album, in my opinion. Yeah, but it, 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 I think it set the tone for me in the sense that I was in, I was starting to get into pop music. And that's a very I mean, poppy that, that record. album definitely, like, in their discography, it serves its purpose. Yeah. It's, it, it does what it's supposed to do. And, like, the thing that I think is so interesting about that band is that um, no two albums sound the same, but no. every album sounds like Liars. There's a Liars album for every day of the year. Whatever yeah, you're like, feeling... But it never feels like they're like hamming it up and just like goofing around trying out a genre. It no. always feels like liars, which I think is super impressive. Yeah, the, the the thing that solidified me was like they got my attention with mess, and then I heard the song Scissor. Um, off. Oh man, have you seen that music video? I have not. You should watch the music video for Scissor because like. It's my Cynthia favorite. knows that song. Oh, I was gonna say I've seen lots of scissoring videos. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if anybody was gonna make that joke. So I'm really, really it would, it would be Cynthia it. that would make that. The, the vocal harmonies in that I mean, song. I was holding off from making the jokes. <laughs> no, great. don't don't hold back. Like go for it. 
man. Yeah, that's another band I'm waiting for someone to throw at me um, because I absolutely love everything that they do. Um, whether, you know, if you want to get into noise rock, if you want to get into weird electronic music, or if you just want to get into just like, like the uh, drum manipulation stuff that so they were doing. So one of the albums I thought about talking about when uh, we first like set this whole thing up was uh, I was thinking about potentially Liars Drums Not Dead. That's my favorite. <laughs> oh yeah, that's my that's my number one album by them. Um, I saw them play that album twice when I was in high school and it was just absolute madness the entire time. Is so so good. So much going on. It's like so much going on on that album, but yet there's not a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was just like them putting drums through effects pedals and just being like, "I wonder how fucked up we can make this sound." And I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's perfect. It sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> and it's turned into us talking about more bands other than Mare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I, 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 <laughs> well, that's, that's my fault. No, I I th- I think you know at least when you when we we at least have a subject matter to get into and it brings people and maybe even to find something different you know if we have like minds, but we're all in a sense trying to also find other things that can catch us. That's why we're doing this as well as this podcast is. I had never heard this album before. I've heard this album now because of this podcast. You know, us basically forcing ourselves to kind of go out and listen to other stuff. I've been stale with music. I basically have been listening to podcasts and I'll like throw like my normal kind of like rotation of, of albums in. Yeah. But I like, I find myself not having the patience to, to pick up something new and to kind of like, No, I feel the same way. It's, I don't know. There's like so much, there's so much music out there, but there's so much that you have to force. That you have to like dig through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like it, living in an age where like any, you can upload anything onto the internet and just be like, hey, this is a thing I made. It's just like kind of overwhelming trying to like pick through the things that like, like you get to a point after you've heard like so many bad things that you're just like, eh, like I don't really care to like look for anything anymore. Yeah. And, you, and normally like the bad things, like you go to a record store and you go buy a CD that has like a cool album cover or something that you heard from like somebody. Cause like, I had never listened to Botanist before, and I was at um, Soundgarden down in Baltimore, which is you know the big record store down in Fells Point, and I saw Flora there from Botanist, and I was like, "That's a fucking awesome album cover." And I like I've heard of Botanist, but I've never actually heard of them. That's like a the. It's like you buy it, you listen to it, and you're like, "Fuck, man!" Like you, it's either you're gonna like it or you're not, and if you don't like it, you're still gonna listen to it because you spent twelve bucks on it. So you're going to be like, oh, I'm at least going to get my $12 worth. And it's like, well, I kind of like this album now. Or in like, do my best to enjoy it. Like, yeah. um, wait, Botanist, that's that, like, uh, they're Flenser, right? And it's like. They're, uh, yeah, they're part Flenser. And I, I can't remember the other label they were on, but it's, um, it's basically like, so it's like black metal, but it's with hammer dulcimers. Oh, wild! So there's okay. no there's no guitar. It's all hammer dulcimer and like bass and drums. Um, the older stuff had ha- didn't have like a uh, bass to it. It was just hammer dulcimer and like drums. Um, but they've kind of like got a full band aesthetic now. 
but it's it's oh, that really sounds cool that that it, sounds like something i should definitely check out yeah if you haven't listened to any of botanist i would say a good i would say a good album to get into would be flora um that's a good mix cynthia actually liked that one yeah i did cool yeah uh yeah i think i've heard like a song or two from botanist but uh it never like uh it never like really grabbed me or anything like that so um but just like hearing that description that sounds like something i could like definitely really get into yeah it's it, it's i like i like a lot of black metal or like black gaze that kind of pushes things in a different direction and what they're doing with like the dulcimers um really adds a different sound to it it allows them to play just as fast as you would like with a tremolo pick with a guitar but with the hammers like I don't know. They put on a really good show. I haven't seen them live, but, you know, seeing a lot of videos and things like that. Um, I don't know. There's something captivating about going to see a band and they basically, you're like, what the fuck? You know, they're setting up, uh, I don't even know what that is. You know, it's say someone that's never seen like a hammer dulcimer before, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something different because it's laid out, you know, flat. And you're like, were they playing like steel guitar or something? And then you learn something new. And you're like, oh, cool. That's something new to me. That's one of my favorite things. Like, I remember uh, uh, just on the subject, um, just like going to a show and seeing someone set up something really interesting and just being like, what the fuck are they going to do? And one of my favorite bands when I was growing up, like high school, um, was Shushu. Uh, yes, I I've seen that band at least ten times, um, if not more. And like every time they would come through, like they always were on tour with like a really weird experimental band. Um, and I remember, I think it was like the fourth or fifth time I'd seen them. They were on tour with Yellow Swans. Um, I'm not sure if you know that band. No, I've never heard of them. They were like a Portland like noise drone duo, but I remember watching them set up and they uh, they just were like standing, staring at each other from across a table with like all of their pedals on each side, and they just played, yeah, just like a harsh drone noise set, and it was like the first time that I like been exposed to that kind of music, and I was and that was what I always loved about going to Shushu like shows when they play here um was because they always were on tour with something that was like very very interesting and like abstract and uh yeah so that was like kind of how i got into a lot of uh the music that i play now at this point see it's it's so great like when you go to see like a artist that's you know on the bigger side of things and they're bringing something that's completely different to um you know to a show that's yeah, I think totally. what more artists should be doing. Like, don't bring the same like, do stuff with some people that don't have that exposure. Um, you know, to get them out and to get them, you know, the exposure to people that are open to new things. Well, and also like, uh, I don't know if I if I'm actually going like I'm 33 now, so I'm like getting older ish. I mean, I'm not old, but like I'm getting older and like. If I'm going to go to a show, I don't want to see the same band play three times in a row just under a different name. Like, no. Much rather see like a dynamic lineup that has like something interesting going on. No, and I'm I'm done with the days of like genre shows. Like, 
I don't want to fucking sit through five fucking metal bands. Like, give me a metal band. Give me a jazz band. Give me an indie band. Like, really mix it up because then I'm going to feel like I'm, I'm more accomplished, you know, going to a show, getting a lot more out of it than basically yeah. going, seeing who I want to see. And then I'm stuck with a bunch of mediocre ripoffs of the other the band that I came to see. Oh, man. I remember when I first started playing uh, under the name Sympathy Pain, um, like right around when I released my first album. And uh, everybody just kind of like when I would try and book shows, they just assumed that I was a uh, singer-songwriter because I was only one person at the time. So I would just get booked on shows with like cutesy, like indie <laughs> acoustic singer songwriter thing yeah man you're like uh you're like a, a, a neil diamond type guy right Jesus yeah Christ. yeah and then like uh like i'd be asked to like open the show and i would just play a drone set that was just like for like yeah 20 minutes and it just like never worked out um and then like i don't remember exactly like around what time period but like the metal bands in Salt Lake just started like asking me to play shows with them. And like, I remember talking with one of the dudes that like had asked me at one point and he was like, Oh yeah. Like, like, do you want to play this show? And I was like, Oh, I don't know if it'll really work out. Like, uh, I'm not like heavy in like the sense of like metal heavy or anything like that. And he was just like, no, no, that's why, like, that's why we're asking you. Like, we don't want to play like, with nothing but metal bands it's just like cool yeah like that's exactly what i'm about yeah and i think with that attitude of of having more less genre based shows um especially with like this mare ep like that shows you the inspiration that having more diverse bills can give you is you get these more yeah, yeah. It, it it gives you those bands that kind of like i don't have to just fucking do math i can do like I'm a theater guy, like, you know, I can put that into it. It's like, dude, you can do whatever you want. And, you know, I feel and that's the great thing about music and art in general. It's like, yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want mm -hmm. and like, you should do whatever the fuck you want, because like, if nobody else is doing it, you should do it. Yeah, Cynthia, you should do it. <laughs> yeah, Cynthia, do it. Going to do it. Do what? Do it. The thing. Oh. You did the thing. Music. Cynthia, you did the thing. Yeah. Yay. Wait, Cynthia, have you played music? Yeah, I, I'm i actually from the other end of the spectrum. I went to college for opera performance, and I have been a piano and classical vocal instructor for 17 years. Hell yeah. Holy shit, that rules sang in like several classical choirs and been a soloist for a couple of them yeah <laughs> and that's why we oh, butt, we butt heads yeah she's you, should, you should do the thing yeah you should, yeah. <laughs> you should do it like, yeah it was funny we, have, like... we had um brian and i had music practice hour yesterday where he was up here diddling on the midi or whatever he comes up with and i'm like downstairs playing the piano <laughs> yeah we were, we were both in our own world so i'm like not classically trained and i'm not I don't read music. I basically I'm by ear, and she's like by. Yeah, I only way. read music. So we 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 clash heads on things because I can pick things up like right away as far as listening to it, 
and then at least figuring out like I'm I'm good with writing music. I'm horrible at like reproducing it because I can't read it. And she can sit and read anything and play it right off the bat. Right. And it's just like, but she has a hard time writing I know. music. Yeah. Well, also being overly critical of myself does not help. No. Nah. Well, yes and no. Nope. I. How <laughs> often do I come up with something? Very rarely because I am overly critical. Yes. <laughs> as far as music theory goes, like I straight up don't know anything as far as theory goes. Uh, I'm, I'm a goddamn simpleton when it comes to that me too um, oh, that's okay like i remember Hold on. it's uh, okay for him but it's not okay for me so like the opening track on the new sympathy pain album um is based around like a guitar part that i'd written mm-hmm. in my brain uh like it was just like kind of a simple thing and i was just like oh it's just like four four blah 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 and then when i like presented the track to casey um he was just like, dude, what the fuck is up with this? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, I can't even figure out what, like, how you're counting this. So, like, he hears the part that is written in, like, a completely different time signature than I do. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I guess he, like, was talking with one of our friends about it, and he showed him the song, and he was like, where do you hear the one in this? And like he heard it in a different spot than Casey did and than I did. And like so yeah, it's all like uh like I don't know theory at all, but apparently like uh I like it that way because like I don't think I would write the same stuff that I do without not knowing those kind of things, I guess. Yeah, it leaves you a little bit more open because I think the people that are more theory based, um, they're not I wouldn't say per- like the more professional or a little less I would say they're more a little bit more pretentious mm-hmm. and more apt to overanalyze everything right rather right, than right. to just kind of be like all right I'm gonna do something emotional and it is the way it is because this is sort of what I conjured up at this moment so and, like, part of me wonders, like, I bet I could write stuff way faster if I actually knew what I was doing. But I don't know if it would be as interesting if I actually knew what I was doing because I have no idea what I'm doing all well, the time. if you want to know what you're doing, you can always have some lessons with Cynthia. <laughs> well, Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like a... mm. I mean, vocal lessons, if nothing else, because <laughs> shit. Oh, that's man. why we don't have it's vocals like a... on you, you guys can do, like, modest sword. mouse covers yeah, oh, i'm good at one mouse it's a double-edged sword because when you have the theory knowledge you aren't limited to just like the same chord patterns or or whatever fingering position feels comfortable or feels right <laughs> what fingering position um, feels right isolate that you can like change it and arrange it so many different ways when you have that theory knowledge but when you have when you go too far with it you're limited because you don't feel like anything is because you're trained, oh, this is a chord progression you play. This is what's in every song. This is what everybody writes in. You're limited. You really limit yourself when you're just stuck in those. But what was it? One night I was trying to cover one of Brian's songs. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. And... She, was, she, she was down playing piano and she was like kind of covering an oak track. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, now you're not playing the right thing. 
Well, I you made it a little different. You should release an EP different. where like you're on one side and then. <laughs> yeah, you well, do well, then no, I learned that one, and I'm like, oh, it's the same chord progression for all of them, just arranged a little differently. Cool yeah. beans. I know all of your it's oak the same, tracks. It's the because I was working on the set for um, the show that I played last month, and then I realized I'm like, oh fuck, basically. Four out of the five songs are the same three chord progressions, just yep. in a different order. And well, I get that. she was like, "It's weird because I didn't think it was." And then I started to play it, and on piano, she's like, "Oh, it's the same fucking notes as right. this. Right. It's just the vocals that set everything sort right. of apart." Um, but I'm like, I'm, I was thinking about having just doing like a two piece with her and me, and doing a um, you know, like a more stripped down, softer. Yeah. Um, set. One day. Yeah, you should do that. That sounds great. Uh, it's there's some ideas kicking around. We're just both very stubborn. We're very stubborn, and also we we've got like um we've got like a dual project like it's a MIDI like pop industrial thing with Lunar Fever, so we got to really kind of work on that stuff too, and that's gonna get us to kind of like allow us to work better as musicians. Right. Because that's more of a collective project that we're trying to be collective with. Oak is more of like me being very stubborn because it's my vision and my right. It's your band. It's your thing. Yeah, it's 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 my outlet, and I don't really want to have a lot of other musicians into that. And if I do, it's got to be people that I really can trust, you know, and and they can. Yeah, see. yeah. You better fucking trust me. <laughs> Five. I love it. Your voice got way closer to the mic right there. Oh, you yeah. better fucking trust me. <laughs> it's been five five years being married. I, I trust yeah. you. I trust you with my life. Oh, good. <laughs> do we want to... Um, oh, go ahead. Do we want to try to wrap up at least yeah, on Mare and then... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm like getting pretty tired so um me too yeah. i mean we, we could wrap at least to to get some kind of ratings out and then if anybody wants to listen to us ramble for like another bit um they didn't you know they did have to wait a good hour and before we got to ratings but that's how it goes yeah so thanks for listening guys <laughs> no yeah and uh thanks for having me brian and cynthia yeah oh, no problem no problem it's it's been, it, it, it's been a pleasure i've i've really wanted like i was explaining to kyle uh last or last two episodes ago um that all these people that i have met over the past like two or three years um just being able to talk to them um with being far away from everybody in COVID, like nobody's seeing a lot of people face to face so with being yeah, able I mean, to do something and have conversations and it also kind of takes you away from what the fuck's going on everywhere you know it, it just brings you into the moment and let's chat fucking music it might you know we at least have at least a topic that we're going to talk about but that topic is going to go elsewhere and that's where you know it turns into just people being in a conversation with each other and that's what i'm loving about it yeah, like I said, like that was the whole reason that I was like interested in doing this was because it it seemed more uh, informal and more just kind of like hanging and talking with people. Yeah, which like something I'm, I don't know. I think everybody is starved for it right now. Um, also, too, like if we like if we really wanted to go in depth with a lot of this stuff, is there's a lot of not not a lot of details on a lot of these like uh, bands. Like with Mare, there's really not of like. 
a huge history behind them and like to really get in depth with an episode it really takes you away from the whole reason why we're doing this is because of you you know we're we're just here as the people that listen to your recommendation like your story is why we're listening to this album yeah yeah we're basically we're passengers in the car that you're driving so I do have one really funny uh, backstory fact about that band that uh, I forgot to bring up, but okay. I think I can bring it up now because it's really funny. Um, so when that album came out, the drummer, um, his name's Caleb something, but he was only like 17 when they recorded that record. Caleb Collins. There you go. Okay. Yeah. You, you've done your homework. I have not. And uh, the bassist is Rob Shortill. And then the, okay, yeah. the vocalist guitarist, as I said before, I fucking butchered it, but it's Tyler Semrick Palmatier. We'll say that. So uh, I was uh, recently like trying to figure out more about like uh, like what these people are doing these days, and apparently the drummer Caleb plays in a band called Thick Piss. Thick Piss. Yeah. Ouch, my vagina. That is an awesome so, band name. It's a fucking incredible band name. And like when I heard that, it was just like, wait, they're called Thick? Period. This. Period. Like the way I said it was just like. Do they just like sound like big business? Because that's how I'm, I'm, I'm like, when I hear Thick Piss, I just hear like big business. Just like super thick bass I, and drums. I think they're like I, I I know I listened to it at one point like within the last like few months and I think it was mostly like D beat kind of stuff okay just like just like grimy D beat noise rock kind of stuff um, that's cool that you bring up big business though um, I was talking with my friend Dustin about that band the other day because uh, yeah well, like a band that me and him like became really good friends over when we were in high school that's big business is so fucking good. Oh yeah, they're great. Um, one of my favorite bands to see live. Just always an absolute blast. Do you see him as a three-piece or a two-piece? Uh, I've seen him like five times. I've seen him as a three-piece once, and then every other time was a two-piece. Okay. I think they were they were only like a three-piece up till um, so it was like Battlefields Forever. They were a three-piece. And I yeah, think the I album after when they were that. doing when they were playing. Uh, did you ever see them on that tour that they were doing where they were playing in the Melvins? No, I never got to see them. Yeah, I saw them, I saw them once on that tour, uh, and I think they were doing the three-piece at that point, but then, yeah, they were also playing in the Melvins like, as the ending act. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, just, like, such a fun band. Actually, one of the last times I hung out with my shitty brother was uh, I gave him a free ticket to go see Big Business with me. And then uh, he was very ungrateful. And I was just like, well, fuck you, dude. Never again. No, I'm kidding. My brother's just a bastard. Whatever. Nah, we're all bastards, though. Uh, he, he He's more of a bastard than a lot of bastards. I'll, I'll say that much. Um, Yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm getting a little sleepy though. Okay, well we'll get into ratings. Um, so for me, I went with an 85 out of 100 on this one. Okay. Um, I thought as far as the album as a whole, I really liked it. I liked the vibe. I liked the cinematic vibe it had to it. Um, I felt like 
it was different enough that it set it apart, but also there was a couple sections that did kind of just... It, I think if it was missing that first track, it would have probably been a 90 to 91. Uh, but that first track just okay. kind of brought it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you were saying it felt like a little too uh, par for the course for Hydrahead, which, uh, yeah, I, I understand that for sure. Yeah, 100%. But I, I'm going to go with an 85. Um, definitely going to put this on again. I, I would definitely listen to this again. Uh, I'm I'm glad to hear that. I mean, that's a, that's a better score than I... Uh, then I was worried that you might give it because I was like, oh man, I, I really hope <laughs> little the Cynthia sensible chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what would you give it Skylar? Uh, I'd give it like a three eleven out of four twenty. <laughs> Jeez, here we oh, no, do. No, I have to do um, the math on that. Branch <laughs> it up. Four hundred divided by a hundred divided by. No, no. Uh, honestly, uh, I I think it's one of my favorite albums of all time, um, and a lot of that has to do with just like how much they were able to like cram into twenty five minutes, and like in my opinion, like not waste a second of that time and like really just like make something really special and like really groundbreaking and uh like uh new i guess um, i would definitely say it's got a new sound to it for 2004 this yeah, is yeah. this is and, like what the fuck is this yeah i mean we're coming up on like like almost 18 years since this album came out and it's just like whoa like and i feel like a lot of like there are bands that are like still trying to kind of like capture what they did um, so, uh, I know that I have a biased opinion, but I'm going to go with like a 95 out of a hundred. 95 is good. I don't, I don't want to give like a full hundred. I think the only album that I could ever give a full hundred to is like Vespertine by Bjork. Mm-hmm. Um, this is up there for me. This is like a big one for me. So yeah. Uh, 95 out of a hundred. 95 out of a hundred. Yeah. No, I, um, I can definitely see that, and I think with more listens, and if I'm in more of a right mind space, um, I can definitely see the number kind of increasing for me. But, you know, where I was at and what I see in it, I'm I'm sticking to my guns on the 85. What about you? Totally Sophia? understood. Well, I'm I mean, not gonna break down my ratings, uh, but um, <laughs> you're not gonna break down your ratings no, on this one. I've been really getting annoyed when I hear them back in my drive. Hey, Cynthia, you look really pretty today. <laughs> it's just for me. Uh, hey, Cynthia, you look really pretty in, today. In nine days. This is for you in in nine, nine days. <laughs> you look gorgeous, Cynthia. Hey, today's gonna be amazing. Make today great. <laughs> That's okay. You can sit in the bathtub and eat the donut at the same time. And if your name's not Cynthia. Make today amazing. Man, literally all I want to do right now is sit in a bathtub and eat a donut. So. Oh, that's like my favorite oh, thing. Yeah. I have a bubble bath and I'll like have a little bit of the devil lettuce and then I'll have a latte and I'll listen to like my podcast and sit in a bubble bath and eat cookies or donuts or, or whatever because it's Monday and it's Cynthia Day. I think after after this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cook up a, a bowl of ramen. <laughs> Oh man, I think I might do that too. I'm just, not like, eating that in the bathtub. For Raja, for for us, it's it's about 10:30 right now, so like I shouldn't probably be eating noodles no. at 10:30, but I mean it's only like 8:30 here, but like ever okay. since it goes down at like 5:30, I yep, I I'm useless past like 7 p.m. Ugh, dark. <laughs> 
So Wait, so so you're rating the Cynthia? Yes. Um maybe maybe this album was like an opening track to get me to enjoy other like more alternative things that I just have found overwhelming just because I haven't forced myself to listen to it. Um like sometimes it's okay to feel sad or anxious because at least you're identifying it and you're working through it and but right now I'm not at that point. So it was very overwhelming listening to this at times. So I gave it a sixty one. Are you okay. are you I mean, gonna stick with that now or is that like the revised kind of after everything? No, that's what all my numbers added up to. Okay. I mean, 61 is a passing grade, so... Uh, I, I mean, true. I wasn't, like, clenching my teeth till my gums bled because it was, like, smashing pumpkins, and I really didn't want to listen to it anymore. I'm glad um, that you like it more than you like the... <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it's higher than my last two ratings. Okay. Both of those you were you like this more better than, uh, yes, than PJ, PJ Harvey? Harvey? Yeah, I really okay. was not okay. feeling her. No, I, I feel yeah, like a 60. I think, too, with with what you listen to on a normal basis, um, I feel like this is a good gateway album to get you into. Yeah, absolutely. That more sludgy. I would even, like, I know I've tried a couple times to get you to listen to Isis. But sometimes you need those stepping stones to get you there. Yeah. You know? You should listen to Isis, like, Check out the album Celestial. Mm-hmm. I'm good. No, she. I, I actually, I had Celestial on a, probably about two or three weeks ago with her in the car. We went up to Conway, um, and I put Celestial on. And, and basically, like, if any time I put something on and it's not part of what we're supposed to be listening to for the podcast, tune it out. she tunes it out. So basically. <laughs> I'm really good at that. <laughs> yeah. But maybe, maybe at some point in time, I'll be, I won't feel so overwhelmed. Yeah, and she also needs a connection to things. Like, there's a Neurosis song, um, is it From the Hill, on uh, A Sun That Never Sets, that she's connected to because our dog, Bean, likes to sit oh, at the yeah, top of the funny. hill <laughs> and watch our oh, other dog down at the bottom. Oh, you have a dog named Bean? Yeah, she's yeah. Bean. So, I had like, a dog named Bean growing up, a little chihuahua. Oh. Oh, she's a great Pyrenees. Yeah, no, she's a little bug. She's a great Pyrenees, so she's a lot bigger than a Chihuahua. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, she's she's your bean's uh, spirit animal. Yes, at heart. (laughs) But she she has like this true bean, like powering. smug bitch face and yeah. she like looks out over the yard like this is my domain yeah we we basically live on like a top of a um like a small little mountain and it's like when she's looking out of the backyard it's looking down this like hill down to the bottom and it's like from the hill yeah. i'll like, be watching you go get your ball oh <laughs> i i love dogs <laughs> I'm sure I would love that dog. So, Cynthia, basically, she can like anything as long as she can get a personal connection of some sort of thing that connects her to it. Right. Yeah, I think I get that. I mean, like, yeah, like, even, like, when we first started talking, like, this album has, like, a definite personal connection to me as, like, uh, you know, like, 
finding it when I was a little kid, basically. So it's always been like instilled in my brain. Yeah. No, there's, that's the stories that I love getting into. And Mm -hmm. I I like when people really recommend, because I feel like most people that recommend the, the album that we're doing that they recommend it is an album that was a key integral piece to their life, whether it's where they decided to change what they were as a person and they're, they're, that they are the person that they are now or was what got them into just being more open, you know? Yeah, and yeah, totally. That's the really cool part about this is getting the stories behind things. That's what I think is such a cool idea about this podcast is just like, Things like that, like the the more personal matters, like I don't, I mean, like I can go on Wikipedia if I want to hear like the backstory of whatever band or whatever, but like that's not what's intriguing about something like this. It's like, it's more intriguing to know like why it's important to people. Yeah, we can't go on Wikipedia and find out the backstory on why this album's important to you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, with Mare, I guess you can't really find much on Wikipedia. <laughs> um, <laughs> Little, but still, little. <laughs> uh, but still, it's it's such a good idea for a podcast, and I think that like what you guys are doing is really cool. And like the two or three episodes I've listened to so far have just been like uh, really cool to listen to. Just I don't know. I I like. Um, I'm. I think one of the coolest things in life is like hearing people talk about something they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that's basically what it seems like this whole podcast is about is like listening to people talk about something they're excited about and it's great yeah Uh, it's like uh in a world that is extremely not exciting currently it's nice to hear people be excited yeah and all we were kind of just ask is like be patient with us because we're trying to figure the fuck out of this shit. You know, we're, we're trying to, oh, yeah. we're, trying to figure yeah. the fuck out of this shit. Yeah. We're Gross. trying to figure this the fuck out nasty. of this shit. I don't want it on me. Yeah. We, we really wanted like, it's really wants to like get into like talking to other people because like me and Cynthia have our albums that we both enjoy, but it's very slim. So there's going to be some that we're going to be recommending to each other. And it's not just like, our opinions based on each other we have good banter but it's really cool getting someone else in there that has a completely different story right that i don't even know about and it's something that i have never even heard before because the things that she listens to i hear normally you know on a semi-regular basis when we're riding together mm-hmm. but to just be like recommended like this mare ep and being like cynthia would never put this on for me like nope. where would i have found this Maybe if I was going back on the Hydrahead discography and been like, this album cover looks like a lot of the other album covers. I need to check this out. <laughs> no, and honestly, like, I, I'm super glad that you guys had me. It's been, like, super fun to just, like, work out and yeah. talk about it's it's been an absolute pleasure and actually too with having you on this, um, do you have anything that you, like, have going on as far as the things that you want to plug um, with Sympathy um, Pain? Um, what, what do you have going on? Uh, I mean, uh, not really anything of note right now. Um, Sympathy Pain, we have a new record coming out um, at some point eventually. Um, We have maybe like a little bit more to do in the studio, um, but that should be out hopefully like early-ish in 2022. But I mean, we don't even know as far as like labels go. and like who's gonna put it out um it does feature 
some guest spots from Madeline Johnston from yes. and Midwife. Um, yeah. There's some there's some cool stuff that she did on the record that I'm really excited about. Um, and then uh, hopefully trying to do like another tour, um, maybe like who knows uh, next year. I mean, Casey is generally pretty busy with Cult Leader um, just because I, I always refer to it as Casey's side project. Because, <laughs> but no, Cult Leader rips and uh, they're like one of my favorite bands too. Um, Absolutely. So I, it's like fairly busy with cult leader coming up um they have some stuff coming out but um hopefully we can figure out a way to make like that work with uh sympathy pain doing a tour next year again um because yeah the tour that we did recently was our first so um and it was very well received so yeah hopefully that and then yeah just the new record but that's about it yeah i'd, lo- I'd love to see you guys over on the east coast uh, oh yeah and i mean also if y'all are ever finding yourselves in utah for any sort of reason let me know and like i can host you and would love to hang out absolutely utah for what i've seen it looks beautiful it's a really really beautiful place with Uh, you know doing a lot of history research and you know the fact of like you know um frontier time of salt lake city you know well not salt lake city at that time but just the salt lake area um, yeah, yeah, there, there's fuck, a lot of man. really wild history here. Yeah, um, I, I love learning about history, and that area is just so enriched with so much drama and trauma. Yeah, if y'all ever find your way out here, um, I mean, like, the place that I live right now with my family is about, like, a 10-minute drive from, like, gigantic mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, my backyard basically, like, uh, is a pasture with a bunch of horses, and then you can just see, like, a gigantic mountain range. Yes. Oh, wow. So, like, if y'all ever find your way out here, um, I would be more than happy to host you and just, like, hang out. Because it would be great to, like, actually hang out in person. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hoping, you know, down the road, um, we've got some adoption stuff going through. And maybe, maybe hopefully. in a couple years, um, getting to do an actual, like, legit tour. Yeah, that would be awesome. And, like, yeah, we can set something up out here and uh, we would definitely play with you as well. Uh, would love to yes Uh, but yeah um i have like a handful of friends here and we could definitely put you guys on something yeah definitely and then just meeting up and and hanging out yeah yeah and i mean like we could like do some hikes and stuff like that it like yeah there's plenty to do around here absolutely yeah we can't we, we cannot wait i mean just you know like like i said before with like all these people that you like build this relationship up and you know, it's it, the world's starting to open up a little bit, even though it's more dangerous than it's ever fucking been. Yeah, yeah. It's but I, it's it's a weird know. spot. It's like those that want to protect themselves protect themselves, and it's like you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, yeah, and that's what it comes down to is just like be as responsible as you possibly can, and stick to the people who are also being responsible. Yep. Um, and then at that point, just like just kind of have to live and like try to enjoy life as much as you can. Yeah. Because the thing is we only have so much time here, you know, it's, we got to the point where people had a chance to really fucking get back to fucking normal and you failed. And it's like, well, we just don't get political. It's not political. That's, Mm. it's not a political fucking thing. 
it's a fucking. No, I, I mean, I don't I want to lose listeners. <laughs> in, in the sense of the the world right now, yeah, it's political, but it's not a fucking political. It's been made political. Yeah, I know. exactly. It, it's been politicized by fucking MAGA dickheads. Do the fucking right thing. But before I <laughs> get super political, I should probably shut my mouth too. So yeah, <laughs> just do the because right I'll, thing. I'll get angry and I'll start being a bastard. Um, but no, uh, thank you so much for having me. It was so good, Skyler. Like, no, it's no, been an absolute no. pleasure. Um, anybody that really wants to check out some amazing fucking music, Sympathy Pain is awesome. Um, it's some really <laughs> so good much. ambient drone. And I'm really pumped to see what you guys are putting out because I noticed, like, with, um, with some live videos, with some drums, and it seems like what you guys had as far as with the last release is really going to be in a different area all on its own. So I, I'm I'm pretty pumped. Awesome, yeah, I I'm super excited. Uh, once we're ready, I'll uh, I'll send you some links and stuff, man. Sounds good, buddy. All right, well, um, have a good night. Uh, Me too. Brian. It was like so good talking to y'all and uh <laughs> You still there, buddy? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I said I will uh, talk to you soon. Excellent, man. Well, it was a pleasure. Thank you everybody for listening to All Added to the List Thank and you. we'll see you next week. And we are gonna be doing the album from Lopsley. Album. Album from Lopsley. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Uh Long Way Home. So if anybody wants to tune in and listen along, uh, we're going to be doing that. So it's going to be a little bit of pop. Uh, yeah. Loop music. <laughs> so Skylar. Nothing wrong with pop. No. And more people should listen to mm, pop. Absolutely. That's one opinion. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> All we right, will see you later. Have a good night, guys. Have a good night, buddy. Night, night.